Hello, lovelies. Welcome to year three of Lessons from the Universe with Jennifer Hall. If you're new to the show, please remember, back it up and see what you've been missing. Those of you who love it already, remember, I need you. I need you to like, to share, review, subscribe, and maybe even consider clicking that patron button. Let's grow our community so that we can grow and learn together. Let's talk about the shift. It means different things for different people at different times, and it looks different all the time. And as much as we resist it, sometimes it is the key. We just have to be open. What's interesting is, well, how many people ask me how they can help other people make a shift? And... The key there, the answer, is patience. (laughs) I have had several people make a shift, a big one, just in the past week or so. Ones that it was starting to feel like they would never make, right? Little shifts in consciousness or big ones. Willingness to forgive, to let go. Self-awareness. Recognition that even when we have a right to be selfish, a right to be self-centered, a right to resist change, forgiveness, shift, that when we do, it sets everything else into motion. Your partner could be being the most selfish, egotistical, self-absorbed, maniacal ass on the whole planet. You're choosing to be selfish about something small, right? I get that sometimes that is maintaining power on some level. But if they're fighting you on that thing despite all of their BS, whether they know it or not, they're giving you the answer. You shift your resistance and watch theirs loosen. Recognize where maybe you've been the one playing games, or perhaps you're the one who taught yourself that horrific defense mechanism that keeps you from peace of mind and makes you question your own sanity. I have a client I've been talking to for years, years. He is great. (laughs) I've watched him change. It is fantastic. He's a young man and he was concerned that perhaps he was a sociopath. (laughs) I kept telling him I knew he wasn't, but he's a good heart and he does. His heart is pure. He would do anything for me or my children. Anything. Worries about us. Wants to protect us. All the things, right? Turns out his parents are real asses, right? I mean, they mean well. They're doing the best they can, right? They talk about generational curses. I mean, it's not a curse, but it's bad behavior passed down. This man, young man, despite his size and strength and everything else, he looks like a big, strong man, and he is. He's also emotionally has a soft heart. There are times that 
his emotion catches him and he'll get tears in his eyes. It can be happy tears, sad tears, frustrated tears, every kind of tears. Something I hope that nowadays we try to empower our children to accept and understand. As a child, his parents told him that he would be made fun of, that that was weakness, and that he should never show it to anyone. So as a boy, he came up with strategies to make the tears go away. He would think of horrible things, as horrible as you can imagine. And it worked. It made the tears go away. But instead of just a scared boy trying to hide his tears, he grew into a man who thought that maybe he was a horrific person on the inside, that maybe that darkness was waiting to come to light. And it took him years and it took my patience until the day came that I asked the question in the right way, that I pushed the right doors open and cracked the right windows and he looked at me and he said, wait a minute, I taught myself to do that. That's not who I am. It's just a bad habit. Shift. Self-realization. I could have not handed that to him a day sooner. I couldn't have told him myself he had to find it within him. He had to flip the switch and change the script. And now he has to follow through. He has to allow the tears to fill his eyes and resist the temptation of bad habits. Shift is a big deal. Sometimes it's dramatic and sometimes it's small. Sometimes it's like one of the people I spoke to today who realized that she is holding her husband accountable for not being there for her emotionally for something that happened 10 years ago. Once or twice early in their marriage, she needed him to support her and he didn't. I wonder if she asked him with enough words if she told him really what she needed or if she just expected it. The truth is that doesn't matter. The truth is now we are all these years later and she has not in the days since given him an opportunity to see her softness, her pain, her fear, her sadness, even her great joys. She has stifled her emotions for fear that he will mistreat them. I asked her if she wanted to be judged by the behaviors of her much younger self, and of course the answer was no. I asked her if she found out that he had been keeping secrets based on one or two experiences 10 years ago, would she find that fair? And she said no. I said, do you love him enough to give him the same respect you would want for yourself? Tears. Tears don't always accompany shift, but man, it's real common. It's real common. It's restraint collapse. It's everything you've been holding in, fighting against your own inner knowing so hard 
because you just don't want it to be true. You want to hold on to your right to, your right to be less, your right to be stubborn, your right to be angry, your right to be guarded, your right to not recognize that your behavior, your actions, your state of mind really do circle back to you. There are sources, beloved, of course. Childhood trauma, adult trauma, all kinds of things, right? Those are there. I'm not taking that away from you. Instead, I want to hand you back your power. Shift. Be honest with yourself. When are you being selfish and judgmental? When are you judging another person based on everyone else's experiences with them, even though you have never seen that side of them? You've only heard it. What if you gave that person an opportunity to be something different? You saw them with different eyes, and when they slipped, you picked them up, or you laughed and you gave them new directions? What if, instead of assuming that they would make the same mistakes their younger selves made, even their not much younger selves made, even a month ago, a week ago, what if you gave them a chance to be the version of themselves you know, instead of what everybody else told you they could be? Now, we can't be stupid, right? If somebody sticks a knife in your ribs enough times, it becomes your fault if they continue. But if you assume they're coming at you with a knife when they've never shown you anything but soft hands, you are the one in the darkness, beloved. And your shift can change them and everyone around you. If you weren't there, if they didn't drag you down to the bottom of the hole with them, don't pretend that you have any idea why they got there because the people who told you that BS, well, they're still halfway down the hole themselves. We can shift. We can recognize, oh, damn, that is true about me and I don't want it to be anymore. I let that go. We can choose to see people with new eyes, see ourselves with new eyes, expect new things and different things, or sometimes actually just allow ourselves to see that the truth right in front of us is not the horror story we made it out to be in the crevices of our imagination. Sometimes we shift. And sometimes it takes a long time. But even when it does, it appears to be overnight. Change appears to happen with the flip of a switch. We have a tendency to not allow ourselves to see that truth, but it is true. Even if you're losing weight, right? Something that concrete where maybe you've lost 60 pounds over time and you've watched it come off and you've measured it and you've seen it. Even in that, there is a day, there is a moment where it hits you and it becomes real. The right person notices, the right clothes fit, whatever it is, it is a flip of the switch when you become that new person. It is the day a child is born. It is the day you narrowly escape a horrific accident. It is the day you let go of your right to be 
anything less than the best possible version of yourself. It is the day you quit holding on to your right to be hurt, to be angry, to be judgmental. It is the day that you quit thinking that me being selfish is my right because that person is so much worse than I am. Beloved, it's also your right to be the best version of you, no matter who they are. Do not be disillusioned. The shift is personal. But your shift can unlock others. It is physics. <laughs> A body in motion tends to stay in the same motion unless acted on by an outward force. That outward force, if we are enlightened enough, can be ourselves and our own shifts. And sometimes, yes, we take action. We write the letter, send the text, say the prayer, burn the photo, whatever it is. Sometimes it's our shift that knocks the other person around us into a new path where their own shift is more easily accessible. Imagine, imagine, beloved, your loved one is riding down the street. They are full aware that the lane next to them has better attitude, more help, more gentleness, more openness, less selfishness, whatever. They know that path is there. They want to get there, but they can't get out of their lane. They can't get over the guardrail and into the lane that is greater good. And guess what? Here you come. You've isolated yourself. Maybe you're in the HOV lane. <laughs> and suddenly you have a shift of your own. And when you cross over, it changes the momentum. It knocks them right over that guardrail and into the lane of higher good, higher self, higher realization. Suddenly they have access to something they knew was there, but they could not see. And your example, known or unknown, maybe unbeknownst to them, changes the direction of their own path, knocks them just a little left of center, right? They call it the butterfly effect, right? If you go back in time and you change one thing, the wing of a butterfly, it can change all sorts of things that you could not possibly have predicted. You don't have to go back in time to do that, beloved. You just have to change your mind. Quit being so stubborn. Go with what feels right instead of what your mind is telling you to do. Our minds can be so limited. They tell us he deserves it. He deserves me to not trust him. He deserves me to keep it a secret. It tells us we have no right to stand up for what we really want, what, re, what we really believe. It tells us that the mood of someone else should change our own until we shift it. I remember the day I decided that no one else's ugliness, that no one else's bad mood, bad day, or bad behavior was allowed to take my joy. It was a decision. It was a shift. And I was aware at the time that our brain needs a physical reason to connect things to. I literally went over and I flipped a light switch in the house. I said, no, more. I'm turning this off. I let my brain have something to connect it to. Did that mean it was easy every day? Does that mean that it's easy every day now? No, 
Not necessarily. But I am committed to being the master of my own joy, my own peace of mind, and my own opinion. I will not decide to judge somebody based on everybody else. My experience with them, my relationship with them might be totally different than every other person on the planet, but guess what? It's mine. You can do the same thing, whether it's your mother-in-law, your sibling, a coworker. You don't have to have the same experience as everyone else. You can do that the self to the self. You can let yourself drown in the darkness of your own fear and your own thinking and the what ifs and the thought holes and the chattering monkeys and all the things. Or you can flip the switch. You can remind yourself, I have the right to choose. I have the right to choose. I have the right to change that I can be calm, even when the world around me is crazy. That I can be the best version of myself. That I don't have to let someone else's selfish behavior cause a response from me that is equally selfish. It may not look as selfish on the outside, but if you're more enlightened, guess what? It might be more selfish because maybe you're capable of more. We need to shift, beloved. We need to shift our thinking, shift our attitudes. When we do, we get closer and closer to spiritual enlightenment, to those enlightenment shifts where suddenly instead of just knowing we should do affirmations, we do them every day. Instead of just checking in with intuition on occasion or when it's screaming at us, we do it with everything all the time. That's a shift too. We can shift from the belief that we need darkness to the place where we have nothing but light. That was another conversation I had today. My client told me that she needs her darkness to know her light, that she enjoys it. Well, if you enjoy it, that's one thing. That's another conversation. She didn't really enjoy it. She had just gotten herself to the place where she believed that it was necessary. And a lot of people believe that. You've heard me talk about spiritual growth as a path, right? It starts out as a staircase. It turns into a ramp. And all along the way, there are auditoriums. There are collections of people who think a certain thing. And we can go into that room and we can get stuck. There is community there. It makes sense in there and sometimes we forget to leave and keep growing. One of those rooms along the way is the belief that in order to embrace the light you must be continually fighting the darkness. That's just not true. You're going to fight it until you learn and you grow but once you've gotten its lesson, once you've let go of what it had to teach you, once you burnt the organic chemistry book because you mastered the curriculum you're supposed to walk out of the room and leave the darkness there you don't have to continually carry it around with you shift step into the light the light that casts no shadow it doesn't mean we don't have days that suck yes days suck sometimes people suck 
And I have seen darkness in my 45 years that some people have not come close to. And of course, some have seen far worse. But I do not carry any of that darkness with me anymore. It's just not mine. I learned. I grew. I let it go. Yes, I still learn and grow. None of us are there yet. But the darkness of my past is back in one of those auditoriums somewhere far behind me. When you're ready, yours can be there too. It's a shift. I disconnect from the dark because it's no longer serving a purpose. It's not glamorous. It's not beautiful. It has nothing left to teach me. I no longer need the darkness to see the light. When I say I, I mean all of us. Part of enlightenment is letting go of how hard it once was and allowing it to be easy. To evolve with grace and ease. Until next time, beloved. Namaste. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today for this episode of Lessons from the Universe with Jennifer Hall. It is my privilege to have your ear and your time. Come out, find me on social media, visit one of my seminars, book an educational session. However it is that I can support you, I'm here. Remember, beloved, there's a little brunette with a podcast who's got your back.